Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. This meeting of the movie council is now in session. Hello, everybody. I'm Dan. I'm still AJ. <laughs> I'm Marky. And this is the Movie Council Podcast, the number one ranked movie podcast on the internet, according to my rankings. Nice. <laughs> this is, you guys, believe it or not, this is episode 80. Damn. We All have right. done, this will be 80 goddamn episodes we have done. Yowza. That's pretty impressive. Right? Not too shabby. Skip some weeks here and there, but mm-hmm. keep going along. But yeah, 80 episodes, not too bad. So uh, how, how has everyone been doing this week? Uh, Marky, uh, how was your week? It was good. It's good. Still uh, relatively slow at work, which I uh, mentioned before means I'm not traveling. Been wearing PJs and brushing my teeth maybe once a day, if that, nice. if my wife is lucky. Nice. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's going to start picking up here soon. I've got some trips planned. Um, it's, my schedule is starting to fill up. So, my little hiatus and playing at home is going to come to an end here shortly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, enjoy it. Enjoy it while you still can. Right. Uh, AJ, yourself, how, how have you been this week? Fine. <laughs> I, you you I realize this, this is an audio medium, you know. Oh, like, right, right. Okay. <laughs> I was I was um bracing the roof. You guys couldn't see it. Yeah. <laughs> um no, I we obviously record on Fridays. I, I have Saturday off, so I have tomorrow off. Okay. Hey, For the first time in over two oh. months. Yeah, are nice. we gonna get a passed out Andy by the end of this episode? I don't I don't know, but <laughs> but I I don't have a bedtime tonight, I guess is the best way to put it. Cheers, big ears. Yeah, and um I don't know, finally, you know, we got some nice. co- coverage at work and you know. And and I interviewed a candidate for my assistant manager position and she was so hopefully, you know, she accepts our offer for employment and Nice. I have another employee on staff, so assistant oh, to the regional manager. Yeah. Assistant to the vice president, actually. Oh shit. Hey yo. So um and yourself, TP? Yeah, you know, not too shabby. Uh again, this is uh, so I just want to let the listeners know, like I want this podcast to be uh you know, like an escape, a place you can go to get away from the fucking bullshit of the world. So I don't want to get too deep into it, but I mean, Jesus fucking Christ, what is going on in this fucking world? What is going on in this yeah. country where yet again, fucking children are getting shot up in a fucking school? It is like I I, ha- I can't even watch the news. It, it literally makes me cry. I, like, I saw the fucking news thing on my way home from work the other night and literally started crying. It was, it, it is so fucking horrific. I fucking hate it so much. And 
And like, how many goddamn times does it happen? Does it right. have to happen before something fucking changes? Every goddamn time, it's the left blames the right, the right blames the left, and then nothing changes. And it it is just fucking sickening. And I, I again, but you know what? This is a place you can come and get away from that shit. I, uh, it just it makes me sick. I I fucking hate it so much. Hopefully, this will be. Hopefully, this is the last time. Hopefully, it's some good. real change comes out of this because it's it is besides the uh, just god awful tragedy that's something that you can't even write. It's the yeah. worst thing to imagine for anybody to go through, mm-hmm. and it's being repeated. And it's there's no real change that's happening to yeah. curb any of this. Something's gonna nothing has changed. Yeah. Nothing has fucking changed since goddamn Columbine. No. I mean, it it's just gross. I uh but uh, you know what? Again, like, we'll we'll, we'll kind of keep away yeah. from that stuff. You come we here. had to acknowledge it because it's such a big event. And right, I just want to yeah. add my, my two cents. Yeah, please quick, please do. It's just um we're all parents here, you mm-hmm. know. So when you see something like this, it's just yeah, it does break your heart. And I know, you know, Marky's got very young ones who, you know, they're going to be going to school. <laughs> we need, I've been we, we thinking, need this to, we need this to yeah. be done. I mm-hmm. do not want to put my child in public school. Right. If, if this, if, if no change comes out of this, you can bet your sweet ass. I'm Old not going to school my, city. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Right. Yeah. I yeah. used to, you, I, you know, know. I, I used to make fun of homeschooled kids because homeschooled kids were always weird. You know how they are. Right. <laughs> but being weird is a lot better than being fucking dead so hell yeah i would much rather have a weird kid than a dead kid yeah jesus christ fucking no comparison yeah so yeah that was my two cents but yeah we're all all parents so it's just you know it's it it breaks your heart and something needs to change so but yeah i agree escapism we're here to escape and talk about yeah. movies but you know right yeah. yeah so so let's dig into movies and uh you know be a little more cheery so did you guys hear ray liotta died <laughs> <laughs> i was just gonna say Jesus. Since, we're, since we're already on the macabre sob subject here why don't we just go ahead and kick the other elephant uh, in the room jeez <laughs> okay yeah, we, you know ray liotta 67 years old yeah died still sleep, young apparently i i would have thought he was older to be honest with you, like, I've, just, I've been seeing rough. him for so long. The yeah. fact that he was only 67, I thought was a bit surprising. But Me too. Um, you know, and he was shooting. He was on some island uh, working on a, a film, and apparently he died in his sleep. And what I saw, I didn't dig too much into it, but I, but I saw there's suspecting, like, no foul play as far as, like, no drugs, no murder, suicide, that kind of thing. Right. Um, so, you know, could have been a heart attack, could have been aneurysm, could have been a stroke. Uh, at 67, that's not really a, a, a time of your life to go out from old age. Something something right. else kind of pushed him over the edge there. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, it, it, it's a, a, a loss for the movie community. But yeah. uh, I'll tell you what, though, boys. Uh, uh, Vulture just today put out their uh, their list of Ray Liotta's 10 best performances. So I got them here. Let's see if you guys can name all 10 of them. They don't have them uh, like ranked one through 10. I was going to so say they, number they, one's they got to be good, fellas. 10 of them. Uh, 
So uh, let's see if you guys can name all 10. Uh, Marky, you just said it, right? Goodfellas. Right. Obviously. obviously. is on there, yeah. So Henry Hill from Goodfellas. Uh, AJ, what else do you think is on the uh, Ray Liotta 10 best performance list? Um, geez, Copland. Copland, surprisingly, no. I, I actually would have thought that was on there too, but no. Damn. Okay. But Marky, how about you? What, yeah, what, what else do you think is on here? You know, I uh, texted you guys a couple movies mm-hmm. when we were talking about this in our uh, text group. Um, what about Smoke and Aces? No. No. What? It's a, it's kind of a silly movie, but it has a great role from Ray Liotta in that one. Mm-hmm. AJ. A, a, what else do you think is on here? How about Narc? Narc, yes. Narc is on the list. Uh, he played Oak. So I, I, yeah, I don't know if you guys know, but I used to work at Blockbuster Video. And- what? Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and Narc, Narc was out during that time period. That was a, mm-hmm. was a kind of a gritty um, uh, crime story, cop story. Yeah. Um, yeah. And a, a, another one that I'd already mentioned to you guys, but it, I know it wasn't very well received at the time. This movie came out in like 2009, 2010, when people were, weren't really going to the theaters. Movies weren't doing that that well. People were broke after 2008. Mm. Uh, that movie's Killing Them Softly, though, with Brad yes. Pitt. And okay, that good. is on the Ray list. Liotta? He actually he played a now. character named Marky. In Did Killing he? I don't remember softly. that. Yeah, huh. that was I think name. I've got that movie on DVD in here somewhere. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's another big one you guys are missing. I mean, I uh, think early 90s. It's actually a movie we discussed on this podcast in depth one night. Hmm. Was, uh, the, wait, you've never seen that night? Uh, maybe late 80s. But yeah, like late 80s, early 90s, this one came out. Hmm. And uh, I think... Uh, it was the one that was picked for me because I had never seen it before. And you guys are all shocked. <laughs> I had never seen this movie. I'm, but st- I... I'm still drawing a blank. Yeah. Uh, baseball movie? Oh, oh Field of Dreams. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, he played Shoeless Joe That's Jackson. Right. Field That's of right. Dreams. He wasn't in a lot of that film. I mean, like, he was in, you know what I mean? Like, he just kind of. Right or was he? Was he in a lot of? Wait, who did he play? No, he was. Who did he play? He played Shula's show. All right, yeah. I was thinking. So I was thinking a, of someone, a few scenes. I was thinking of something. Someone else, but he wasn't a fair amount of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. he wasn't a fair amount of it. Definitely. Wow, it's it's tough because he's. I don't know. He's one of those guys that, to Marky's point, I think he said in his text that he sort of like plays like a, a law enforcement or a guy or a criminal. Yeah. Copper criminal. So is he an uh, mm-hmm. observe and report? Is that observe and report is on this nice. list, Marky? Hell looking, yeah. Basically, Seth Rogen uh, stealing Paul Blart Mall Cop yeah, is basically what time. that was. But apparently, better. I, I admittedly, I've never seen uh, observe and report. Have you not? But, <sighs> yeah, I, I have seen uh, right. Paul Blart Mall Cop. <laughs> I, observe and report is uh, it's a very strange. It's a certain type of humor that came out mm-hmm. of Jody Hill and uh, um, Danny McBride. You know that troupe that does the and David Gordon Green. They do uh, Eastbound and Down, that kind of thing. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen the Foot Fist Way. It was like their indie project that <clears throat> got got them recognition from Will Ferrell and Adam McKay. 
mm-hmm. before they before they actually did eastbound and down. And then once they got a little bit of clout, they made observe and report. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it it is a weird kind of unique dark sense of humor. I think it's great. Daniel Pena is in it, and he is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seth Rogen plays a very interesting character. Yeah. Um. All right, so there is one, two, three, four, five more on this list. Uh, two Jeez. of them are very, very recent. Uh, a couple of the older ones, you know, I'll just go ahead and give them to you. Uh, Unlawful Entry. Oh, they yeah, played, yeah, yeah. Uh, Officer Pete Davis. Is on yeah. There. Oh, and not, uh, not much Something of Wild. Something I Wild? Yeah, I don't know Something Wild, to be honest with you. But that, uh, Vulture had that on there. So hmm. we got two very... Hmm recent ones and uh another kind of mid 90s ish one uh uh uh, chantrix commercial chantrix commercial is that one of them yes Uh, amazingly yes the chantrix commercial (laughs) (laughs) nice like that listen this is greatest performance of all time nice good to hear you know, I, I'm not going to be able to get him. I'm drawing a huge blank. I can't remember yeah, so anything that's been in All recently. Right. So uh, recently, he was in Marriage Story. Okay. He's uh, what's it, Adam really? Driver's dad. Yeah. Yeah, he was excellent in Marriage Story. And then uh, also the Sopranos uh, uh, prequel, The Many movie? Saints right. of Newark, where he played uh, like Christopher Maltesanti's dad. And, okay. well, actually, I believe he played like his dad and his uncle. He had two roles in that. Same. I didn't watch that. And uh, the last one is uh, Hannibal. Is he in Hannibal. Do you remember him in Hannibal? Yeah, he played. Uh, no, Paul I don't. Krendler. Was he a cop? No. I believe he was. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like an FBI agent or something. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. So damn. Oh, but, yeah. I do. Yep he gets his he gets his brains eaten by. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Spoiler at, alert. At the end of the, <laughs> at the very end of the movie. Yeah. So. Anthony Hopkins eats his brains. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That movie sucks. No. Yeah. No, not not a fan of Hannibal. It was just not such a, a different. It was such a different movie. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, but yeah. So so we we lost. The, the great Ray Liotta. Um, yeah. But uh, it's also, it's a big movie weekend. Uh, Top Gun Maverick is released this weekend. Apparently, getting fucking rave, rave reviews. I know, the Met- the Metacritic score is out of control. Yeah. I told you, I, I, did I tell you on the podcast? I can't remember if I told you on the podcast or in a text message, but I saw uh, a trailer for that movie when I was in the theater. Uh, mm-hmm. Not too long ago, and I had no interest in seeing that movie. And then oh. that came on, and I got rock fucking hard. <laughs> it looks so it looks good. fucking great. It looks yeah, awesome. I I'm gonna go see it. Hopefully, like on Monday or so tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, Daddy's going to see the Bob's Burgers movie. Mm. Just cause I goddamn love Bob's Burgers. So, uh, so yeah, Minaj and I are gonna go see Bob's Burgers tomorrow. But hopefully, because it's a long weekend, I'll uh, I'll have time. Oh right, Monday's Memorial Day. <clears throat> Anytime you can see Tina, more any more Tina, you know, it's right? Good thing. And watching her be obsessed with bots, you know. Sam and I are <laughs> going to don't don't say anything, DP. Don't spoil it for me. But Sam and I are going to uh, go see that movie 
men yeah. tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We tried to see it last weekend. Things didn't work out. So we're going to try and see yeah. it tomorrow. But you saw it already, right? Uh, no, I did not. I, oh, I ended up just watching the Celtics game that night. Oh, okay. I, yeah. You know, I text you um, once my plans fell through. I was like, shit, I better text DP. Right. Make sure I don't spoil it. <laughs> so you don't come out of that theater being like, holy shit, what about blah, Can blah, you blah, believe blah, blah. when this yeah. happened? Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to go ahead and preemptively <laughs> nip that in the bud right now. But um, yeah, so uh, with Top Gun Maverick coming out this weekend, guess what, boys? I got another list for you. The the AV Club put out their list of the 20 best Tom Cruise movies. Okay. Uh, the, this is a long one. It's, That's a uh, lot. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of them on here. But go ahead, guys, I bet you can guess what number one is. Number one Tom Cruise movie? Yes. Um, is it Risky Business? No. Is, is, it, top, risky business. is it Top Gun? Jerry, Jerry Maguire. Is not. So, all right. So, Risky Jerry Business Maguire. Yeah. is number 16. Uh, Jerry Maguire is actually number two. Okay. And Top Gun is number 12. Yeah. Number one, you, okay. you guys, it, I guess one. it's one of those movies you wouldn't quite think of him as the star. Is it the Star? Dark Dark Crystal? Which one was it where he was like the, like his first movie? Oh, no, that was uh, Legend. It's not okay. Interview with the Vampire, is it? No, 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 no. It's uh, Is that on the list? Yeah, it's a, it's a movie list? nerd movie. I mean, you guys, it, not, that's why I figured you... Is it oh, on the wait, list, wait, wait, Interview wait. with the Vampire? Impro- interview with the Vampire, not on the list. No. A Few Good Men. Ha- a Few Good Tropic, Men is on the list. Tropic Thunder. All right, uh, Tropic no, Thunder. No, that's not number one. No, but Tropic Thunder is number 13. And uh, A Few Good Men, shockingly, they have it number 15. Mm. To me, that's number one. Like, hands down. If there's a Tom Cruise movie on the television and it's A Few Good Men, I'm watching that every time. Side note. By far my favorite. So are you telling me Magnolia is number one? Yes! There you go, AJ. That is good. That is really good. (laughs) I knew you guys would know it. Side note, really quick. Have you guys been seeing this? Uh, guy on the internet that's been uh, watching movies at home and then using a, a like a Snapchat filter to put over them, and he did a few good men. Oh my god, I watched that dude. It fucking <laughs> made me pee my pants. The, it is the so faces. fucking funny. Oh, I don't know how you would look it up if you haven't seen it, but maybe is like it on, is it on TikTok or something? It, it, it is you on could, TikTok. I've been seeing Actually, it on Reddit. I texted that TikTok to Reddit. To okay. Tim. And yeah. uh, TW laughed his ass off too. I almost yeah, sent it to you guys. Very yeah, funny. I, I can forward it to you guys later. But yeah, that's fucking fantastic. It's brilliant. Whoever's doing that, he needs to keep going because he also did a Lord of the Rings one recently. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but DP, you're right, Magnolia. He's not the star of. It's a very right, you know, ensemble type cl- cast for that film. Mm-hmm. That's when he had uh, long hair. I think he was freshly off of filming like Mission Impossible Three or something. Yeah. So uh, well, I don't like even said, know. So the AV got, Club got into Mission Impossible by that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, AV Club did put Top Gun Maverick as his fourth best movie. That's how Damn. much they fucking love Top wow. Gun Maverick. But uh, number three is one that uh, Dave Johnson hates. What? I don't know if you remember. I just—it's one of those things that remember when I worked at Blockbuster briefly. I heard Dave Johnson talking about uh, how much he hated. A certain Tom Cruise movie. Um, the Last Samurai? No, it, it's one of those ones that uh, divides people quite a bit. People either love it or hate it. 
I'll just go ahead and spoil it for you guys. Number three is Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, I've never seen it. Yeah, it's people either love it or hate it. Kubrick, it's Stanley Kubrick's last film. Right. Mm -hmm. Very very divisive, but, you know, I mean, I think people that love it, love it, love it a lot, and they love it because they love Kubrick. Right. You know. Um, There's one on this list we talked about recently. I figured you guys would have... So we're going to the first one you shouted out. Edge there, of Tomorrow. Yes, that a boy, Mark. Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, that's a good it's, film. Uh, number eight. Is War of the Worlds on? Yes, it is. War of the Worlds, I have at number 19. Okay. okay. I think there's... Have we talked about that the, the rumor about an Edge of Tomorrow sequel? I keep hearing oh, no. things on the ether about it. Ooh. I don't know if anything's really locked in, but... For a long time, they've been talking about a, a a sequel to that movie, and I really hope that they do it. I love that first one. Yeah, that was fucking Me great. Too. I I finally got to see that. Um, I'll tell you this. Obviously, uh, Daddy just finished Mission Pretty Easy and watched <laughs> went through all the Mission Impossible movies. Damn, son! I tell you what, a handful of them are on this list. Okay, I'm yeah, like you guys- like. Ghost Protocol. Yes, Go, Ghost Protocol there, yeah. is number eighteen. Was, okay. was that the most recent one, or was that the one? With, uh, Ghost uh, Protocol was, was number one before. Four. Yeah, that was the one with um, the guy that died from heroin. Remind me of his name. Uh, uh, fat actor, Top Gun. Oh, actor. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. Yes, he was in uh, uh, Ghost Protocol, right? Yeah, no, he was uh, in Rogue Nation, which okay, is number shit. six. Sorry, <laughs> okay. what I'm talking about. And then there's uh, Fallout, which is the most recent. With is, Henry uh, Cavill. Yeah, that that was number mm. nine. Love that one. So uh, yeah, I, I got. I, I think I got to run. I got to run through those Mission Impossible ones. Henry Cavill yeah. one is my favorite. Yeah the uh, the first Mission Impossible is uh, at number fourteen. That's just a good movie. Oh damn, fourteen yeah, really is. So how many how um, many do we have left that aren't Mission Impossible or that have not already uh, well, been named? Two, three, four, five other movies. Five other movies. Yeah. Was Last Samurai uh, on there? Did I say that? You did say that, but it did not crack the top 20. Okay. Uh, A couple Um, really kind of old school ones. uh, A couple really fucking cool ones that kind of sort of fly under the radar, I guess. Uh, uh, why Why am I struggling with Tom Cruise movies right now? Yeah, I, I, I'll I'll tell you one. Uh, oh, Oblivion. Oblivion, no, did not make wow. the make huh. the list, but uh, Minority Report did. Oh, yeah. I'm a fan yeah. of that one. Yeah, Minority. Report you know, you know who hates 10. that. You know who hates that movie? T.W. Does he really? Oh, he oh. hates it. Hates Why? it. What, what a shock. He he just he just thinks because the, it was popular the, when it came out. He just thinks the premise is absurd, and you know. Oh, yeah. But it's based it's based on a short story by uh, Philip K. Dick, and it's uh, mm-hmm. I think they do a, a really good job with it. So I, I'm a big fan of my. I, I really like that one too. Yeah, big fan. All right, so there's three more that are also uh, very much carried by the co-star of it. I'll tell you, number five, uh, saying Paul Newman is his co-star, and really fucking carries this movie. Oh, oh the Color of Money. Yeah, no. the Color of Money, number five. Uh, uh, what about cocktail? Is that on there somewhere? Uh, shockingly, no. Because I tell you what, cocktail. 
Oh, oh, oh my God, Rain Man. Yes, Rain yeah. Man. What a, what's go, what's the uh, the NASCAR one? Roads of Fury. Uh, days of oh, Days of Thunder. Days of, days yeah. of Thunder. Cole Trickle did not make the top twenty, okay. but uh, oh, it's that's been, such a cheesy uh, movie. Jamie yeah. Jamie Foxx is, is co-star. Oh, oh, uh, Collateral. 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 Yes, number eleven. Love and then that. Uh, that, number twenty is the. Is that firm. a Michael Mann movie? Oh, the firm's pretty good. Is that a Michael yeah. Mann movie? Yes, yes, I it believe is. it is. Yeah, it is right. Collateral, yeah. right? You know yeah. that. Um, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pretty gritty. It's, I guess it's kind of off color for me to bring this up right now. But uh, when he shoots those two guys that try to steal his briefcase, they call that. I think they call it a Mozambique drill or a Mo- Mozambique draw, where he has his hands up, mm-hmm. and somebody already has. Uh, the gun drawn on him, mm-hmm. and then and then he quick draws and shoots them. I've heard that uh, Tom Cruise performed that drill so perfectly that they actually use that as study material for like training when it comes really? to yeah what to do when someone has a pistol drawn on you and you need to okay. draw on them. Tom mm-hmm. Cruise is a weird dude, right? He's done some weird shit. Dude, he fucking flies helicopters and yeah, fly a plane. Right, he'd fly a helicopter. Right. All he learned all this shit just oh. for fucking movies. The uh, insane. The, yeah, the I movie know. Where, where he I'm played, just saying, uh, like the Scientology shit and all that. Oh, like, right, he's, right, right. he's a weird dude. You know, yeah. I've had a long-standing theory that uh, the, the people that are involved in Scientology at the higher levels are just doing it to launder their money. I yeah, you would know, not be surprised. You're, you know, you're not, probably not wrong. It's, it's a religion, so they don't have to pay taxes. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, what, what was that movie where Tom Cruise uh, played the CIA? Uh, the it's somewhat recent. It's based on a true story. Uh, like American had, Made, I think yes. it was called something like yeah. that. Yeah. And he flies a lot of planes in that, and mm-hmm. you see Tom Cruise in the cockpit. And just knowing Tom Cruise, you know that they let him loose, and they're like, "All right, sticks are yours." <laughs> so it's just Tom Cruise like, yeah. flying, yeah. flying, fucking around. That dude still does his fucking own stunts in those Mission Impossible. I movies. swear, one it's of it, one of his, one of his underrated, crazy cool roles was the Tropic Thunder character. Yeah, my God, Tropic that character Thunder. is so good. Mm-hmm. Crazy, really hilarious. Yeah, you know that was actually badass. That, that movie came out for me at a perfect time where I just thought that Tom Cruise was a a joke. I, I, you know, I didn't want to see anything that he was in. I thought he was just a nut job. And then that movie came out, and it wasn't until the very end of the movie, the final scene where he's dancing and like spinning his necklace around when like the, the movie is closing. It's like yeah. the credits, and he's dancing. I'm like, holy shit, that's Tom Cruise. <laughs> and like it did a 180 for me on my perspective yeah. of him. I'm like, this guy's funny mm-hmm. as shit. I love this yeah. guy. He, he, takes his, actually, he takes his craft very seriously. Yeah. I, I think that completely rejuvenated his. It, not quite his career because he was all like it already just getting it, huge roles, right? But it rejuvenated blood his popularity. For yeah, sure. and, and I think people saw people saw him in a different way, and I thought, yeah, yeah. Uh, that that was a good thing for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to be yeah, seen sure. that way, you know. It, you know, some of these Scientology stories that were coming out were getting pretty yeah. wacky, and all the stuff with Katie Holmes and like exactly. all his personal life stuff, you know, exactly. That was, being being thrown strewn about you know yeah and at that and point we're just like you know what he's just good at being yeah. in movies Let's yeah just watch he's really movies. right he's really entertaining 
Yeah. It's really fucking entertaining. He he's become a bit uh self-effacing too, if you like follow him on Instagram. Yeah. His uh like his bio on Instagram just says actor, producer, running in movies since nineteen eighty one. Which always makes me think of the 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 family guy joke. I don't know exactly how it worded, but the joke is basically Tom Cruise always running in movies because he's running away from that voice in his head that's telling him he's gay. <laughs> nice. Yeah, he's such a beautiful joke. South Park he's, skewered him in the in the closet. Uh, oh right. He, yeah, he got no, mad about that one. <laughs> I'm sure, but you know what? Who gives a shit? He's fucking yeah, awesome. Have fun. What he does. Right, he is mm-hmm. so a list. It's like you know, he's got you're gonna you're gonna fall under the microscope, right? You know, when you're that out in the open. And what's what's yeah. shitty too is that uh, whenever you're doing that, whenever you're that popular, either uh, a, a perspective is generated about you or is crafted, mm-hmm. and then they you know, whoever it is tries to keep it up, whether it's the person themselves or their agents or their publicists try mm-hmm. to keep that appearance up. So, you know, there was those, uh, during Tom Cruise, remember the Oprah Winfrey thing where he was jumping on the couch, like going nuts. Like, I love her. I yeah, love her. Yeah, yeah. Cause there was these stories about him. Like, you know, maybe he's gay. And so mm-hmm. then he goes on Oprah Winfrey and is like, and like super over the top. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I'm just like, definitely not gay. I love Katie Holmes. Yeah. It's just like, all right. All right. It, dude. How about we, we just it. like you for your acting? Like, I don't give yeah. a fuck. Yeah. Just, what you, you know, fuck. get in front of the camera again and do some, some roles. Yeah. In the film, you know? Yeah. Jump yeah. from a fucking other building and hang off the side of an airplane. Did yeah. you see? Do the, that. Uh, there was a, uh, a teaser trailer, a uh, little trailer for the, Dead New Reckoning. Mission Impossible. Fuck, part, yeah, part, I saw that. Part one. <laughs> and it looks like, you know, because every, it's become a thing that with every uh, New Mission Impossible movie, they, and he does do like at least one uh, big stunt that yeah. he's, that he's going to do. Right, so with Fallout, he literally was hanging from the side of an airplane. Right. That was a big one. Crazy. And then in uh, the one with Henry Cavill, he uh, did the Halo jump. Yes. Um, and then in this one, I don't know, I can't remember the name of it, and it's a part one because it, this movie yes. is so big. That Dead Reckoning, like a, part one. Okay. It looks like okay. he jumps a motorcycle into a canyon and does a uh, yes, parachute. fucking with the what, parachute. What do you call that? I saw yeah. that. And and again, like you see it in the fucking trailer, and you know it's actually him doing it. Like he, yes, it's always him. Definitely did that. Yeah. He fucking jumped a fucking motorcycle over a cliff and. Through a shoot and yeah. parachuted down to the bottom. Like some evil can evil shit. Yeah. He's a fucking lunatic. But yeah, you know, how, I'm, long, I'm, how long? How long? Movies. It must take forever to set those stunts up, though. You know, right? Because you got to like, think about you know it. Like I mean? they need the cameras going with them all the way down. Yeah, and yeah. And and what about the insurance? So elaborate. So elaborate. He probably did it more than once. That's a crazy thing. He probably had to do it a couple times Maybe. to get all the right angles. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. you know, and and some Nuts. in some ways it's like kind of. So I've heard I, th- I can't remember who it was like Terry Crews or somebody saying how it's selfish for uh, actors to do their own stunts because if they get hurt, then they put the whole production at risk. You know, everybody that's involved in that project now 
doesn't have a job or you know is uh, isn't working for a period of time, which makes well, sense. Right. And what about the stuntman? Yeah, and you're putting stuntman out of work. Exactly. But yeah. So that that holds a lot of water. I agree with that. Um, but when it comes to Tom Cruise, like he kind of and same with Jackie Chan, like. Mm-hmm. When it came, when it comes to them, you're like, it's but, actually become part of the movie and part of why right. you want to see the movie. Yeah. Right. It's Jackie mm-hmm. Chan, man. Like he's going to do what he does. And Tom Cruise, you better believe he's going to do some crazy fucking shit. And again, I don't know if it's running away from some sin or transgression, or he needs to right. hang up the side <laughs> of an airplane to wipe his memory of what he did to somebody long ago. But I love seeing it. Yeah, me too. So, um, I respect that. Uh, well, one last thing about uh, Tom Cruise and Mission Impossible. Uh, like I said, I, over this past couple of weeks, I've been watching all those Mission Impossible movies. And uh, I, I was watching Mission Impossible 2. And like halfway through it, like it, it's not great. I, it's, it doesn't suck, but it's not great either. And I remember like I was halfway through and there's like this scene where, you know, uh, Ethan Hunt there comes running around a corner and like there's a bunch of pigeons that all fly off in slow motion is that john woo did he do that one that's exactly what i said i'm like holy shit is this a john woo movie <laughs> and i looked it up and sure shit yeah, yeah it's a fucking john woo movie so <laughs> yeah you <laughs> but said i saw those pigeons. pigeons flying and i said oh my god this must be john woo <laughs> yep Flying pigeons, man. Slow-mo yep. action shots. And yeah, oh my god, so many slow-mo fucking diving and shooting. And it just it was too much John Woo. And then part three is when uh JJ Abrams got involved, and that's when they fucking really took off, you know. Like four, part five, three, and six are amazing. Um, so uh part two you said it was John Woo. That was a John Woo yeah. one. Yep. Um, which one was it where he does the motorcycle, like where they jump motorcycles at each other and they like slam in their bodies? That, slam that's into each the other. John Woo one. Yeah, that's Is part it? two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that stood out in my mind as being like some pretty big bullshit. Yeah. Those guys would both be just inside liquid meat goo. Right. Yeah. From slamming into each other. Yeah. So. Um, anywho, yeah, I, like I said, I, I've been watching all those and I, I had to bring that part up, but, uh, nice. so, uh, yeah, sounds so, like fun. Yeah. T- tonight we're going to be, uh, we're going to be playing some games. Like I said, we, we already started off with the list game, which, uh, I, I guess that's what we're going to call it. The list game. The list yeah. game. Yeah. 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 Who knows? Uh, and, uh, let's move along. AJ. Yes, uh, we sir. played this game before, and this was so fucking fun. So I thought had, it was. You guys bring bring that fun, right? No, I love oh, it. Yeah, I love this game. So we brought it back. This is the one where AJ mm-hmm. reads bad reviews of fucking awesome movies, and we have to figure out what movie this idiot reviewer is trashing. So, mm-hmm. AJ, this is all you. Take yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I found eight of them. We don't have to do all of them, um, but... A couple of them in particular, I definitely want to do. So I actually went on Rotten Tomatoes to get them. And then I copied and pasted them onto like the Apple version of a, of a Word document, which is pages. Right. <laughs> and I just, yeah, I pasted them on there. I put the name of the film, the year, and then I just, I just pasted the, the, the excerpt of the review in there. 
And I'm, here's the one I want to read first. I really want to do this one first. All righty. It's just so skewered to be like comical. Okay, here we go, guys. It's clear this race-based film was meant as a criticism of the liberal elite, those folks who think they are above any type of racism. But the film fails miserably across the board. In fact, I'm not sure if this movie aspires to be a parody, a satirical comedy, or conventional horror because it exceeds at none of the above. While trying to find its footing, the film comes across as more divisive and biased rather than clever. And it's not the best message to be sending out into our post-Obama world and current heated political environment. And please don't tell me that I don't get this movie because I'm white. For a movie with substantial and ambitious themes like this, there's an even greater burden on the writer-director to make it appealing and relatable to everyone. Oh my God, this is a long one because she, she just absolutely skewers this. <laughs> One more paragraph. Sorry, I'm scrolling. I'm trying to scroll. Yeah. Well, I'm still, I'm I'm still reaching. Yeah. You're reaching? Yeah. Okay, yeah, hold yeah. on. I got a little more. The film has an unappealing cast of characters. The overall story is lifeless, and it doesn't help matters as painfully slow to set up. Slow isn't the correct word, actually. It's more of a draggy, tedious exercise that tried my patience throughout the three, first three quarters of the movie. I contemplated taking a nap through the majority of the screening because it was such a yawner but thankfully, things picked up a bit, albeit far too late in the third act. That is a little um, vague. Okay. I've only got not. one guess because I I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But the, when they were going on about the racial stuff, um, the heaviest racial movie that I can think of is Django. It's not Django. Okay. Ah, see, for me, I, I, I was thinking Green Book. Nope. Neither that was one. the All second, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but 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 I'll I'll reread a portion of it so you guys can okay sort of get a sense of what um, it might be. I, in fact, I'm not sure if this movie aspires to be a parody, a comedy, or conventional horror because it, see, it succeeds at none of the. Oh, above. is it Get Out? It's Get Out. Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. Very nicely done. Wow. What what a shithead. How do you not like? Uh, come on. Who's the name of this person? <laughs> my favorite. Oh, my I favorite almost did that. Time. I'm gonna add, I'm gonna add that as the element next time. I'm gonna tell you the writer and what publication they write for. At, at the end, you can tell me at the end because what an idiot. I mean, I, I saw that movie for the first time because of this podcast. I knew it was a good movie. You did, yeah, you did. Yeah, I, I, it was one that was always on my list, but because yeah. of uh, the podcast, I actually got around to seeing it mm. and yeah it it was original it was as original as it was an homage to mm-hmm. some great old school uh thriller horror movies but it had a modern spin on it and obviously the modern spin not obviously but the modern spin in this case was the like blatant racism or the, it, oh yeah on top of that the classism um, mm-hmm. which they went hand in hand with this. Yeah, it certainly did. And yeah. um, I think for the next time, I want to actually tell you guys what the Rotten Tomatoes score is on the film mm. uh, from the critics and the audience, just so you know, like how I had to dig for a bad review. Like right. this next one, <laughs> I know I know for a fact, this next one, 99%. Oh, Rotten wow. Tomato. No shit. And I found one. <laughs> I found the one person out of a hundred reviews, you know. 
Nice. So here's my next one. And like I mentioned, this is some, these are very highly rated on Rotten Tomatoes too. They're not just movies we love. They're movies like the majority of the reviewers and the audience loved on Rotten Tomatoes. This is not, this is not like just us. So this next one was 99% on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics. Okay. So here we go. Hard-boiled crime fiction. Novelist, I'm not going to say the name, has pronounced, is the history of bad white men doing bad things in the name of authority. This film, the new film from this director, based on the 1990 novel by this author of the same name, is something slightly different. It's a story of good white actors stranded in the name of noir in a movie that refuses to kick into gear until it's far too late. I think I know this, it. This didn't have to happen. The author's novel is a ferocious, caterwauling slab of pulp, a big Buick six of a book that serves up 1950s era LA as if the only creatures yeah, who strode the it. West Coast were mobsters. Yeah. Okay, go. Well, DP, you name it because I'm actually I'm drawing a blank, unfortunately, on the name of the movie with it's, Guy Pierce. It's got to be L.A. Confidential. Thank it's you. L.A. Confidential. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was I could see it. In <laughs> my Do I'm going to read the rest of it because it's yeah, hilarious. I, I still want to hear this. So yeah. Okay. So this I'll I'll read the names now too because you know what it is. This didn't have to happen. Elroy's novel is a ferocious, caterwauling slab of a pulp of pulp. A big Buick six of a book that serves up 1950s era LA as if the only creatures who strode the West Coast were mobsters, hookers, corrupt cops, and scandal magazine editors. The only bummer about LA Confidential, the book, is fighting your way through Elroy's ridiculously rat-a-tat prose. The girl boo-hooed, the siren screed outside, Bud turned around, but Bud turned Sanchez around, kicked him in the balls. Ferrars Poncho, and you got off easy. Reading Elroy can be like deciphering Morse code tapped out by a pair of barely sentient testicles. Yeah. Curtis, wow. <laughs> Curtis Hansen, the director behind the yuppie distress films The River Wild and The Hand That Rocks the Cradle, has said wow. in interviews that he wanted to preserve as much of Elroy's language and dialogue as possible in his version of Elroy Confidential. Hansen has succeeded, perhaps too well. The first half of this film is a blocky, studied, too well lit, well lit feeling that squeezes the life out of scene after successive scene. There's no room for poetry. Worse, the actors seem to be performing in different movies. The fuck? What fucking movie did this person watch? Ninety nine percent of Rotten Tomatoes, and I found the one guy. What a that's fucking like it. douche! That's, that's why I like this game so much because it, it's a it's a huge undertaking for you aj to be able to find, find someone that didn't like it yeah. confidential yeah to find these people i guess like the, uh, thinking of the movies like uh, trying to think of the movies so i start like you know like just numbering off on a piece of paper and just start like writing movies that i think are we both yeah. we all love or right. we all love and we've talked on the show about on the show or whatever mm-hmm. and then you just gotta That's scroll deep and I'll tell you, there's some that I just couldn't find, right? I couldn't find the right excerpt, like Parasite, or, you know, like I've looked at some of these and I'm like, I just, I told them like, Arrival. I couldn't uh-huh. find a good excerpt from Arrival. Um, and But I thought you would have gotten it easily, Marky, because there were too many context clues in some of these for reviews for Arrival. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that so, LA Confidential one, I uh, when you were talking about it, um, it clicked for me pretty early on, but it the 
in my brain the neuron didn't connect it went to a video game by the name of la noir oh yes yes and, great game <laughs> and i couldn't remember they just the remastered the they just remastered that game yeah it was a great game yeah so in my, cool in my game. head in my head i was picturing guy pierce in la noir and i was like Fuck, what's the name of the movie <laughs> actually the guy that starred in la noir the voice actor was some guy from Mad Men. one of the guys from Mad right Men. Yeah. yeah yeah that was a good game yeah so that's another one. 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mo- the majority of these are in the 90s on Rotten Tomatoes. There's a couple of them that are like 85, 87. Right. But, you know, still high scores on Rotten Tomatoes. Shall we proceed? Yes, yes please. Yes, we shall. Let's do this. Fucking love it. Okay, let me... I'm pretty sure we talked about this next one on the podcast. So I hope you guys uh, enjoy <laughs> this one. This is a first time effort for this director who developed a loud camp following by indulging his wacko imagination as producer and writer of numerous TV episodes of a couple other shows. <laughs> the okay. only imagine the only imagination on view here is the creature effects from snarling werewolves and humongous cobras to a faceless child in a ballerina costume whose entire countenance Cabin above the, the neck. Bingo. <laughs> shall shall i read the rest yes yeah uh where was it when i leave off humongous cobra to a faceless child in a ballerina costume whose entire yeah. countenance above the neck is nothing but a round hole filled with snapping razor sharp teeth mm-hmm. mythical monstrosities are awesome the rest of the movie is the kind of time-wasting drivel designed to appeal to electronics nerds and skateboarders addicted <laughs> to Xbox 360 video games whose knowledge of the arts begins and ends, wow. ends with MTV2. Instead wow. of electronic wands like Nintendo Wii controllers, the master fiends working the control panels tap buttons and pull levers right out of Dr. Strangelove. As the victims plunge deeper and deeper, the narrative gets sillier and sillier. Maybe that's why an entire row of what they call fanboys at the screening I attended laughed all the way through the movie, although I failed to see anything remotely amusing. I doubt if these people even know who Sigourney Weaver is. What? Oh, my God. Uh, th- th- that's just a reviewer that, like, thinks they know Rex so Reed. much more about movies than everyone else. Rex that, Reed. Like, Rex Reed. other people like it, then it can't be good because... The the hoy polloi like this movie and I'm better than them. Yeah, fuck yeah. you, Rex Reed. He Cabin in the out. Woods is badass. It is badass. It's great. It's it's one of those movies that uh, uh, what's the common term for something when they um like not not like a like a, subvert. A, yeah, yeah, and like a spoof on is yeah, almost like a spoof. It's, su- it's super meta at points. Yes, too. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it starts. It almost goes to the point yeah, of breaking it's the fourth subversive wall and, without, yeah. yeah oh yeah yeah and it gets bonkers but you know what it's fun as hell yeah we don't in, need in my... every, we don't need everything to challenge our intellect it's just this one no. is just it's just fun as yeah. shit yeah it's, it is fun as shit and just the opening scene with um uh michael jenkins and that guy talking about the cabinets in his house <laughs> and then it just like Richard it, Jenkins is a is a treasure, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> he says, "Are you are you even listening to me?" And then, like the title scene comes on. <laughs> it's, it's so random, so good. A very cool movie. I could I could pop that on right now and have a great time yeah. watching it. Yeah, you know, you know it's what? endlessly entertaining. I, I see. Uh, uh, a part of it has become a internet meme 
with Richard Jenkins pointing at the whiteboard that says like werewolves, uh, <laughs> cannibal family, yes! and, mm-hmm. and merman, all that stuff. The merman so with you know the shit that's been happening in our real world. Um, lately, I saw it says like, all right, who had monkeypox? And it's like Richard Richard Jenkins <laughs> pointing at this whiteboard. <laughs> it really uh, is the fucking point we're getting at in this country. Exactly. Seriously. <laughs> Oh, all right. Uh, do you guys want to keep going? Do you want to yeah, move on to something say, else? No, let's do, do one another. more. I, at I least it. one more, maybe two more. All right, I won't. Maybe I three won't. more. Okay, I, this is, I want to keep going. Yeah, I want all right. One. All right. So I'll, this I'll is give the, DP a chance. This is the all first right. one I, I I put on this page. Okay. All right. Um, we I don't know that we've talked about this on the show, but we've certainly talked about the director. We've talked about other films by this director. So, mm. okay, here we go. It's a little vague, so maybe, maybe not. But if you know the, here we go. Let me just read it. 2006 is this film. To lovers of film, especially disenchanted lovers of American film, any new work by this director is a cause for excitement and a reason to hope. After all, this director is a charter member of the Pantheon and directors of such talent may occasionally stray, but surely they always find their game again. He certainly did in this film, Last year's documentary on a certain musician, although oh, that achievement, okay. although that achievement seemed it? part, although Maybe. that achievement seemed partly built on the larger achievements of the musician himself. Besides, this director's reputation rests on his dramatic features, where alas, the dazzle has lately dimmed. His last two films, which you had to be a senescent Oscar voter to see any overarching triumph in that <laughs> triumph in that twosome. Yet this film promised to be different and the buzz began. Rumors had it that the source material, a rejigging of a tense Hong Kong crime hit. I got it. Was ideal for him, a return to the mean streets and mobsters of his glory days. Rumor had it that the cast, including this A-list star Mm -hmm. in his first teaming with the director was exceptional. Rumor had it that God was in his heaven and this director was back on track. Rumor mm-hmm. was wrong. Rumor was wrong. DP. <laughs> Rumor was fucking dead right because when fucking Leo and Martin Scorsese got together and did The Departed. Oh, it was Jack Nicholson. Shit. Oh, Jack Nicholson. Okay. Yeah. But either one, when they got together and did The Departed, that shit was fucking money. Dude, how do you? Come on. That was. So it sounds like uh, DP got it right. He was I correct. Was, yeah, the I, was, I was drawing a blank yeah, on that. Definitely. I was, I was trying to. What was the bit about the Hong Kong thing? Oh yeah, it's yeah, because it, it's a, a it's a remake of internal of uh, internal infernal affairs. Infernal affairs. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Is that yes. uh like a Japanese Chinese? It movie? was it was a mm-hmm. Hong Kong film. Like yeah, it was a Hong Kong crime film. Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. It seems so original, like American, with the uh, I guess just putting a yeah. uh, Boston and uh, right because like a white yeah. very much like Whitey Bulger it. and shit. Exactly. And everything mm-hmm. that actually happened in Boston. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. So. But yeah, I, mean, I I know that EP was, is furious. Yeah, I was yeah, I was looking up. I love um, that movie. Me too. Me too. Yeah, like uh, he movies. won best director for it. Mm. Yeah, finally. Then not for Goodfellas, but for this, he gets it. Like unbelievable. I didn't know that. Yeah. Not for Raging Bull either. By yeah, the way, no Raging Bull, but no Goodfellas, but no finally Taxi gets Driver. It with, the departed, I, I, so. you know, uh, uh, I think the those, departed. I, I think all those were better than uh, the departed. I love the departed. Mm. Definitely, no, Marky, I agree with you. Those are better films. 
Yeah. Um, but it, it almost felt like they were like, let's just, we need to give it to him yeah. now. <laughs> we screwed up. We do. Yeah, we fucked up. Yeah, Did we need to give it saying? to him. And it's a really cool film. You said that you were doing research on what now? Oh, yeah, because I was thinking of doing a, a week where we talk about like uh, and, uh, the original movie and the remake. Okay. And I was trying to find somewhere where we could find Infernal Affairs and uh-huh. watch that and compare it to Oh, the yeah. That'd be cool. But, yeah. So. I'd love um, to do that where we where we watch like uh, the original yeah. and the remake. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Compare. And compare. Yeah. While, so. while we're on uh, that uh, particular topic, the original Girl with the Dragon Tattoo mm-hmm. and the remake by David Fincher. David Fincher, yep. David he did Fincher. the remake. Yep, he did. He, that motherfucker did a shot for shot remake mm-hmm. of the original movie he did not deviate at all yeah he copied that homework like yeah. a bit same actress <laughs> and everything yeah <laughs> yeah fincher's fincher's a weird director to me i don't know what to make of him sometimes he does some amazing stuff though so if we did do this like original source new source movie mm-hmm. maybe not girl with the dragon tattoo maybe uh what was the one with uh the original one was a Korean film. This uh, American version had uh, oh, the Josh Ring? Brolin. Oh, no, no, never mind. Um, maybe, but uh, Josh Brolin. It was the one where he's uh, old boy. Old oh, boy. Oh yeah, old boy. Yes. Yeah. It yeah, was, that's a good call. There were there was mm-hmm. a little bit of difference to it, but again, that's something where they're like, hey, maybe somebody didn't see the original movie, and we're just gonna remake the entire fucking thing. Yeah, I love this Talk idea. For shot. Are you watching a b-ball game over there, DP? <laughs> I am, yes. Celtics. <laughs> Celtics are one game away from uh, the finals. So they are, yeah. Any Hoosiers. And, uh, and they just took the lead. AJ, let's do another one. I'm you want to do another one? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Man, I can do these all night. Know, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's see where I left off. I did the first one. The second one was LA Confidential on my list. LA Noir. The third one was Cabot. <laughs> The third one was Cabin in the Woods on my list. Mm-hmm. Oh, the fourth one. Let's do the fourth one. All righty. Let's just go in order. Yeah. Okay. This one, I'm going to have a hard time like not saying the names. All right. So this director, um, I have to skip that part, appears to believe that if he can do certain things in cinema, especially very complicated things, then he has to do them. But why? To what end? His new movie is an astonishment, an engineering feat, and finally, a folly. This director has devoted his extraordinary talents not to some weighty epic theme or terrific comic idea, but to a science fiction thriller that exploits dreams as a vehicle for doubling and redoubling action sequences. He has been contemplating the movie for 10 years, and as movie technology changed, he must have realized that he could do more and more complex things. He wound up overcooking the idea. The director gives us dreams within dreams. There you go. Dream that they're dreaming. He also stages action within different levels of dreaming, deep, deeper, and deepest, with matching physical movements played out at each level. All of it cut together with trombone heavy music by Hans Zimmer, which pounds pounds us into near deafness, if not quite submission. Now and then, you may discover that the effort to keep up with the multi-level tumult kills your pleasure in the movie. 
this movie is a stunning looking film that gets lost in fabulous intricacies, a movie devoted to its own workings and to little else. This is definitely the Muppet movie. Yes. <laughs> Damn it, DP. I wanted to answer that one. You got the last one. Um, Marky, what movie are we talking about? That's uh, Christopher Nolan and Inception. It is Inception. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, a lot of what uh, that critic was saying, um, they were pretty close to. But what they they were just being wrong, you know, because it, it, it was pulled mm. off very well entertainingly very beautifully Hans Zimmer uh, Christopher Nolan doing this thing that he's now be kind of become a little bit uh, known for especially with the movie Tenet is that he does these flashy action and musical scores right in front of your eyes it's almost like a magic trick to where it makes you think of, you know, you're trying to figure out what's going on mm-hmm. when in fact, he doesn't even really know what's going on. He just does like one of these, you know, wave something in front of your face and then it's on <laughs> yeah. to the next scene. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Inception was like one of the first times that we got that, that I can remember, especially from Christopher Nolan. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it was just, it's just fun. I mean, it's, you know, big grand scale, Killian Murphy, uh, Tom Hardy, Leonardo Leo. DiCaprio. Yeah um uh what's her name too uh she's the the uh god is she mexican what's her name the one that plays his wife uh marion oh, no, cotillard marion oh french sorry marion yeah. cotillard and then um, i was thinking of penelope cruz and then and I, his, his apprentice um it's the same person from uh super that's uh i think his name is now uh elliot Elliot Page. Right. Yeah. Oh, right. Ellen Page then, at the time. And then yes. The guy, yes, from the time at the time it was Ellie Page. Um, and then um the Japanese guy from Last Samurai. Uh I, I, not I know Ken his Wadana- name. But, not Ken Watanabe, yes. right? Yeah. Uh, 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 yes. I think so. Yeah. Uh yeah, they really packed that film with with like great actors. Yeah. Uh, oh, do, and uh, doing interest uh, doing interesting things. Joseph Gordon Levitt. Tom Berenger. <laughs> Tom Barron isn't Joseph Go- isn't Joseph Gordon Levitt yes, in it? Joseph he Gordon is, yes. Levitt. Yeah, that's, that's a great movie. Yeah, such a good cast, and uh, I mean, no one could get anyone to do his films at this point. Like, and he was he also just has to ask. <laughs> ex- exactly, and he, at that at in this movie too, he was when it was very special effect heavy, like CGI heavy. This was a movie where he uh, was going for practical effects. Like the Joseph Gordon mm. Levitt scene where he's fighting in the hotel and the hallway. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The hallway is spinning on a gimbal. Turned. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the D- car is going over the bridge and D- all that DP, stuff. Are you are you an Inception fan? I I am, yeah. Yeah. I, I really, I, I haven't seen it. I've only seen it like twice. You know, it's not one of those movies I've watched a, a ton of times. But, sure. Uh, yeah, but I did. I fucking loved it. And the critic, it, it and the is, critics, trippy as shit. And the critics yeah. loved it. The critics loved it too. And I think the audience score, Rotten Tomatoes, was very high as well. You know, if you watch it more than two times, DP, I think you're going to start uh, really noticing some plot holes. Um, mm-hmm. on, oh on yeah. Your, on your second playthrough, you can <laughs> you start noticing things that are like, oh, I recognize this from my first my first viewing. That right. this is why they're doing this. And then on your third yeah. and your fourth, you start seeing like, well, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't fit. Huh? Yeah. 
it's, you know, that's just like tenant too. Like there's, there's some plot holes in there that don't really quite line up and it's more for the, and my original analogy of like a magician, it's like, it's almost like a sleight of hand when it comes to a uh, filmmaking it's, it's pretty, but then when you kind of look, start looking behind the scenes or rather mm-hmm. around the corner of what's going on, it's uh, the, the plot doesn't hold up. But it's it's still very fun and entertaining to watch. Yeah, Dad, right. Daddy still hasn't seen Tenet. Guys, guys, yeah. I, I have three more left. Do you want to go through them? Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, Let's keep going. I'm down, man. I, I, I love this game. So, I do right, too. you're down to keep reading it. Where yeah. we're down to keep <laughs> here we, here we go. I'm surprised you got three more. I do have three more. Yeah. I, yeah. So I I dug out three. I actually had five, and then I dozed off for a few minutes when I got from work and then I woke up and I was like, I got it. I got a few more. I woke up with some inspiration. So this one's, this one's, this one's short. It's a shorter paragraph, but I think you guys are going to get this. Okay. It's a 2003 film. Here we go. And what is essentially a genre film with fancy camera work. The director keeps the pulse tight and the visuals arresting. But when all those ferocious carnivorous zombies Converge from everywhere at once, spewing blood and screaming in a virulent, aggressive, and psychotic rage. Comparisons to cheap zombie lust epics like Night of the Living Dead, Zombie Island Massacre are inescapable. Hmm. There's too much vomiting in all of this director's movies, and the prose turns (laughs) laughably purple, too. In the old days, a feverish program like this film would end up on the bottom half of a double bill. Today, I predict it will more likely be welcomed by some reviewers as an antidote to tedium. Wow. Mark, Marky, what film is that? Is that 28 Days? It certainly is. How Damn. the fuck? I... What an really? asshole. How do you who, not like fucking 28 Days Later? Like, I think that was another me? Rex. I think that was another Rex Reed. Who film. is this Rex Reed it's asshole? One of those Son ones of that, like, like, it did the exact opposite of everything he was saying. Like it right. fucking like put new life into the genre. Yeah, it and did. Like, it did. It, it was the opposite of everything he just fucking said. What is wrong with him? Yeah, Danny, Danny Boyle made, made such a great film with 28 Wasn't Days 28 Days Later, yeah. the first zombie movie where zombies ran fast? I might Pretty be wrong. much, yeah. I think yeah. that was the first one where like, oh, World shit, War Z don't... did it, but that was afterwards. That was so, after. Yeah. Definitely after. Uh, the yeah. Dawn of the Dead remake uh, by um, uh, yeah. Homeboy, Zack uh, Snyder. Uh, I think that was after Twenty Eight Days. Mm-hmm. I think. I think uh, it was. It was because two thousand three uh, was Twenty Eight Days Later. Like oh, been that nearly long. twenty Jesus. years ago. Yeah. It's so almost a twenty year I think, anniversary. I think Zack Snyder's was two thousand five or something. Mm-hmm. Um, because I remember that was like uh, at the tail end of high school for me. Um, I had to put that in there though, Marky. I yeah. And I, you know, it was funny. I, you said zombie movie, and there's only a few modern zombie movies that were going through my uh, Rolodex, if you will. It's true, it's true. But then you said uh, vomiting, and I was like, well, shit, everyone's fucking puking in 28 days later. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's what kicked it for me. Yeah. I got two more guys. Here we go. Right. Let's do it. I don't know who's going to get this one. It feels maybe. I can't wait to find out who gets them. Okay. Right. Here we go. This is a 2014 film. 
A transfixing chord of melancholy runs through his latest film, a Kurt Chipper European caper called this. I can't say the name of the film. Set in roughly four time periods, but mostly in the 1930s, this rueful comedy wears its shabbiness like an old mink stole, hangs it up like a chandelier in a once grand ballroom. Its wistfulness is decoration, lending the director's gaudy rooms a whisper of something deeper, a mournful sense of the old world being, being really, well, old. I only wish the director had made this wintry, bittersweet feeling the centerpiece of his film. Instead, he focuses the bulk of the film on a kitschy adventure story that feels curiously weightless at times, even arbitrary. I got to guess. Marky, hmm. are you done, or is it you have more? That's it. Grand Budapest Hotel. You nailed it. Ah, Damn. very nice. I would not have got that. That was one, really, yeah. really, was really off. good. Have you seen Grand Budapest? Again? I have not. No. So these, these last two, I wasn't sure if you'd seen. So mm-hmm. that they, they were my last two, you know. But Grand Budapest, Love I'm it. not a like. I know Marky's a huge Wes Anderson fan. Huge. I'm not. I'm not a huge Wes Anderson fan, but I love Grand Budapest Hotel. It's mm-hmm. it's such a really it's such a great film. It really yeah. is. It's such a a wonderful. I don't know how to describe it. It just it's it, the, it it captured like everything that I like in films. Like I just had a, had a way about it. My like, Ray Fiennes was. Fucking I was awesome. gonna say Ray Fiennes, and uh, I don't know the name of the actor that plays his like little bellhop. The bellhop, yeah, yeah, he's great too. Harvey um, Keitel, Harvey Keitel has like a a small role in it. Yeah. It's it's just like such a fun, such and a fun movie. There's the uh, there's has no right to be that fun. There's this thing that um, uh, Wes Anderson, uh, I don't know if he started it in this movie, but he's kind of started to do it in like the French Dispatch and some other ones where he's incorporating uh, like real life, real life history into his movies. So in the Grand Budapest, there's this military organization that he calls the Zigzag Party, but it's in real life, the alternative would be the Nazi Party. Mm-hmm. Um and so in the in this movie, he can make fun of it. And the, their symbol is just the, the zigzag. And mm-hmm. they're wearing all black and they got black leather and they're assholes. Um, it's, there's so much about that movie that's really good. But yeah, if you haven't seen Grand Budapest, I recommend it. And of course, being a Wes Anderson, it's studded with all of his normals, like Jason Schwartzman, I think. Uh, uh, yes. Owen Wilson sprinkled in there, Bill Murray, maybe. But, you know the people that he normally pulls from. You made me think of another film that was kind of Nazi related that I want to do for the next bad reviews. Okay. One that I know we've all seen. So I'm writing it down. So well, I'm going to write it down too. So I can guess it right. Whenever you right. call it up. <laughs> That's you're fine. He's doing it. Glorious bastards. Yeah. yeah. Nope. Nope. Damn nope, it. Nope, nope. Schindler's list. So this also, by the way, DP, this last one, I don't know if you've seen. Okay. So I'm sorry. So I'm going to read it. And I hope that you've seen it, but I don't know that you have. All right. I might be able to figure it out either way, though. Yeah, maybe, maybe. So it's a 2019 film. Okay. Mark, he's going to get it. So that's why I'm saying. (laughs) This film exists in a world of stale tobacco, flatulence, and chamber pots and tiny rooms of bad breath and filthy underwear. A 19th century world in which the toothbrush has not been invented and no time traveler is there with a bottle of Listerine. 
It is a rare film that makes you feel that you can smell the characters, but this one reeks. Directed and co-written by this director, this film was made as it was intended to emphasize the claustrophobia. Its aspect ratio is close to that of a square. It's shot in a glossy black and white, which gives it a oh, detached quality. I already got it. Allow, allows for beautiful. Let me read the rest. Mm-hmm. Allows for beautiful uses <laughs> may, of may moonlight. I finish. May I may finish? finish? Can I finish? <laughs> okay. Can I finish? I can't finish. Detached quality allows for beautiful uses of moonlight and shadow. It makes the character of these two actors seem mythic archetypal. It places two men in a difficult environment and pits them in a psychological duel. All this is good or could have been, but having attended to to the movie's look and atmosphere, having painstakingly breathed life into a setting and brought us into a world, the director fails to give us the one thing that might have sustained an audience interest over the course of 109 excruciating minutes, Ah. a a compelling story. He gives us nothing even close to one. DP, what do you think that is? Oh, that's got to be the lighthouse, right? It's the lighthouse. Yeah, it is the lighthouse. <laughs> Marky's shaking his head. Marky, why are you yeah. shaking your head? Who's the cock go- gobbler that wrote <laughs> that shit? <laughs> so, Marky, you know, like you and I are unabashedly humongous fans of the Love lighthouse. It. We sat here on like a unexpectedly recorded podcast on a Sunday and talked about how amazing the lighthouse took, took up two thirds of that episode talking. About oh, it. we totally did. We monopolized so much time talking about the lighthouse, but um, if you, if I get that the, the movie has some polarizing aspects to it, but sure. It, yeah. It, you know, and, and there's, and there's certainly, it's not, it's not telling the story in a way that it's making you think, right? Yeah. It's making it's 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 forcing you to like examine the moment to moment stuff in the movie. Like it really, it's not for everybody. It is. It not. really isn't. It's not. And I've been I've been pushing in that movie on people ever since I've seen it, knowing that there's a good chance that they will not like it because you don't quite know who's gonna like it or not. It's and funny. I've just been taking that gamble. I'm like, Dad, you got to watch this movie. You might think differently me differently of me once you've seen it, but you need <laughs> to watch fu- it. It's funny too. It's like there's some media, whatever. Like there's things you love that you love, like unequivocally. Like right. there, there's no way that you wouldn't express how much you love. Like you have no reservations about it for yourself, right? But you might not recommend it to everybody. <laughs> that's it. Just because it's, it's, it's just got, it's not, it's not for everybody. No, the lighthouse is not for everybody. The witch mm-hmm. is not for everybody. Agreed. You know, it's just not, it's no. for, it's for fans of Robert Eggs. I don't know. It's, he's like, he's like a, he's a different sort of director. He is, he is. And he gets me. That's my lane. Um, totally was, my lane too. I will say that the uh, the Northman, his newest movie, that's uh, about to exit theaters soon, probably going to go to streaming pretty soon. Yeah, um, I think uh, he reached for a little bit of a broader audience on that one. Granted, mm-hmm. he did have a much larger uh, studio budget on that one. Does it detract from the from the vision or the quality of the film? I don't think so. It's still Robert Edgar's. It's a. Uh, it's not quite as. I'll put it this way. It's not 
it doesn't go as crazy or off the deep end as the lighthouse or the witch does, but it's based on a more timeless story. So it wouldn't make sense if he did go off the end of the cliff. If you know what? No, I, no, see, I get it. I get it. I get yeah. it. TP, have you seen any of Robert Eggers films? I have not. No. So yeah. Damn boy. I know. I know. So Marky and I are like, you know, we're we're in the Robert Eggers fan club. Yeah. We're over here checking off the entire Robert Eggers fan club. Yeah. Uh, Hey (laughs) oh. It's a very short circle jerk DP. Come join us. Yeah. So the list is long and distinguished. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So is Mike Johnson. (laughs) What movie? I don't know. (laughs) It's Top Gun. Is it? <laughs> yeah. So so hey, you know it's it, his stuff's not for everybody, but you know I have to say I have not yet had a chance to see the Northmen, but I am a gigantic Lighthouse fan. Yeah, I, I'm obsessed with that film. I think it's so great. It's a fucking masterpiece to me. Seeing it in theaters, you know, um, I think I caught that one right before the COVID hit us and locked everything yeah. down. That was one of the last, I think it was the last movie I saw in theaters. And it was actually, the, uh, there's, I used to have this art house theater right near my house hmm. and, and uh, the fuckers sold out and uh, sold it. To, yeah. Sold it to some um, like hotel company or whatever. Um, so I don't have any local art house theaters near me. In any case, seeing a black and white movie, on the big screen of that caliber because AJ, you remember he, there's a lot of things in there that he plays towards the practical effects of the lighting using the black and white and the contrast as an effect in itself. Yep. He does. And yeah, it's, it ends up, he, he almost took like, all the best lessons from the movies prior to full color and incorporated that into mm-hmm. maybe that's a bit of an exaggeration, but I, maybe, I thought maybe. it was great. Yeah. Man. But like some, even some of the good reviews I've read of the lighthouse are like, you know, yeah, we realize it's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be for everybody. It's not a, it's not a mainstream film that everybody can enjoy. You know, it's an art, it's an artsy, it's an arty artsy film. Like it's just it's just the way it is. Like, yeah. But Willem Dafoe and um Robert Pattinson's performance in that film is just otherworldly. Yeah. And I applaud Robert Pattinson for going toe-to-toe with an actor like Willem Dafoe. Yeah. You know, That's- being able to hang in there with him. It's just the two of them. It's just mm-hmm. the two of them. That's it. Those two dudes in that aspect ratio, you know, that they they cho- that that Eggers chose to to shoot the film in, and it's just crazy. But anyway, We're, enough. Uh, that's that's yeah. what, that's well, what, that's I, my script could, reading. That's I, I my review what, reading. It, ever since T.W. saw Twilight, he knew Robert Pattinson was going to be something. Hey, uh, <laughs> <laughs> ever since I could remember. But hey, you know, Pattinson's a good actor, and so is uh, Kristen Stewart. You know, she was yeah. nominated for an Oscar. She <laughs> is a like good Kristen actress. Stewart. 
Is she? And, and what? I've she, been I don't know, but she was nominated for an Oscar. She was trained for a while. Marcus, she was nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. And what? Great. Uh, she played Princess Diana. Uh, what the fuck is the name of the movie? Mighty just think called Diana. Spencer. Spencer. That's it. Was she Diana. on the slab Spencer. or was it was it post death? Oh yeah, it, it was just a movie of them doing an autopsy on Princess Diana, <laughs> and she played the dead She's body. Just She's and just and got an Oscar so nomination, amazingly, for laying there. <laughs> that makes sense. But uh, I like she's, her. actually, I think she's considered a pretty good actress now. Yeah, she is. Yeah, by, by TW and DP, I apparently. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Marky. I'm on I'm on your side. Okay? I've had a little bit of the sauce. It's that time of night. <laughs> I'm on your these, side. These spicy beers are hitting me. But we all we all know Pattinson's pretty badass. Yeah. He's he, hey Marky, he's in the sci-fi film called High Life. Have you seen it? High Life? High Life, yes. I have not. It's like this doomed space trip, like in a spaceship. Do you remember what year? Um, no, no, but I know this. Uh, Pattinson, I'm a fan of Pattinson. Obviously, he's the he's the Batman now, so that's yeah. awesome. Hey, the Batman, and he did a really nice job in that. He did, you know. And AJ playing this game, um, when you call out the the year for the movie before you do the bad review, that's been a, a great help for me mm-hmm. too. Because I, uh, what was mm-hmm. the one that you did, uh, 2004, and like, um. It was the second to last movie I think you that you read about, and I was I had to like transport myself back in time. Like, all right, two thousand four. Yeah. What was I doing? Where because was some I? of the, some of the comments in the review were like really like post Obama, blah blah blah, and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. well, we really need to say when the movie actually uh, released. It does help a right. lot, but yeah, yeah, big time. And yeah. then the last one, I think it was the oh, oh 2004 was the uh, Grand Budapest, I think. And then mm-hmm. uh, 2003 was uh, 28 days later. And right. Yeah. And, and then uh, um, 2019 was um, Lighthouse. The Lighthouse. Yeah. And I, w- I had an inkling, I had a thought that it was the Lighthouse for a while. And then you said black and white. And I was like, bing, bang, boom. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah, we talked to aspect ratio. I think it talked about like it was blocked off. Like right. the they did mm-hmm. DP, you gotta see that movie. That's a good movie, DP. There's... I will check it out. It's on my list. I like it, saved it on my little like uh I think Amazon is still it's Amazon. still like, yeah, you can still, still watch it. Yeah, you can yeah. still watch it for free. And, and, and Willem like Dafoe. said, it's it is not for everybody because it is there's a lot of reaching themes um we talked about it at length we don't and we just talked about it to some length here i'm not going to continue but i have a hard time thinking that any average viewer would not get some sort of entertainment out of it between willem dafoe robert pattinson you know it's don't be turned off because it's black and white they they use Mm -hmm. that to their advantage and making it cool and interesting it's it's like a modern showing of what a black and white movie can be i don't know it's and it's set in boston i know uh heidi's probably listening to this and for any for nothing else this movie is set off the coast of new england so Mm. watch it for that reason because it's like old boston history yeah new englander so yeah yeah eggers is a local guy so it's Mm -hmm. pretty awesome too 
Alrighty then. Uh, he loves the area, so that he moving did. on. Moving on. That was fun. Yes, like Marky, do do you have some movie trivia for us tonight? I've got eleven questions for you guys. You want to play a little bit? Let's do it. All right. So, in no particular order, let me see here as I pick through these. Herm, herm, herm. This is something I did not know. Let's see if you fellers know it. Who played the bell ringer in the movie Rocky? Oh, really? There's someone, let's see. It's a person. First Rocky, the bell ringer. Oh, was it like Howard Cosell or something? Or was he just there as the commentator? It was something a little more close to the people working on the project. Um, Someone a little bit closer to... Sylvester Stallone's son. Very close. It was Sylvester Stallone's dad, Frank Stallone. His dad. Oh, oh his brother? His Isn't dad. Frank, his brother? Oh, uh, his dad's well, also at least this tri- known as Frank? That very well could be. Yeah. This trivia card I have says, who played the bell ringer in the movie Rocky? Frank Stallone, Sylvester Stallone's father. Ah. I did not I did, know that. I did not know that either. All right. That's a good one. All right. All right. Do I'm going to get this one. What was Indiana Jones' real first name? Oh, my God. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, I know it. It's just not coming to my tongue right now. It's uh, Jesus Christ. Because you know, Indy was named after a dog. So it was just real. The the dog's named Indiana. Um, (laughs) Oh my God, I'm drawing a blank. I actually don't know. I'm going to sit here forever. So go ahead and just tell me. It's going to piss me off to hear it. Henry. Fuck! Oh, all right. All right. Uh, this I, movie, this movie, I, I still have not seen. I know you guys oh. have. Um, so maybe you'll get this. In the movie Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Great. what mm-hmm. does the traveling salesman sell in the movie Planes, Trains, and Automobiles? Oh, I know this one. You know, Adrian? Doesn't he sell... Um, Helium-filled shower curtain rings. <laughs> it right? is curtain rings. The yeah, card says curtain, curtain rings. rings. But I think it says they're like helium-filled, so they're lighter <laughs> and they slide across oh, your bed shit. thing better. And yeah, but it's That's shower funny. curtain rings. That one I definitely know. Yeah. AJ, you one. have a, uh, a a video game glow about your face. Are you still in this? <laughs> yeah, he no, tapped out. Let me know right. which I do not. <laughs> Let me see if I can get an AJ question in here because there are some DP right. questions in here. I do not. Let's see here. Let's see here. All right. Where's this one? I got this one that. Uh... All right. Here we go. As of 2018, how many Oscar nominations has Meryl Streep had in total as of 2018? Oh, boy. you got to be kidding me. 18? 
I think it's wow, is it more than 18? I thought I thought 18 would be high. 21. 21 is spot on, DP. Wow! Hey, Meryl hey. Streep has had 21 Oscar nominations as of 2018. So go by DP. now. Go DP. Who knows what it is now? I think she yeah, I don't know what she's been down. Uh, maybe one. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see. She wasn't, she wasn't nominated this year. I guess she hasn't done what what has she done? Uh that would have gotten her something. Um, Iron Lady. Um, she was nominated Don't for look up. Uh, the Doubt. Oh, right. No, she no. was not nominated for Don't Look Up. I would have given her something. Yeah. All right. All right. Bring me some more trivia. Daddy, Daddy wants to get more. All right. And this one is a bit odd. All righty. In the movie Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. The roar of the T Rex dinosaur, or how they in the movie they say dinosaur, was produced by layering the sounds of which three animals? Can you tell me the three animals they used to create this T Rex? I believe, let's see. I know I've heard this at some point in my life, and it was like a like a lion, a bear, and something random. Well, like give me one dog more dog or something. I'm gonna say no, no, and no. No, I'll AJ, what you got? <laughs> okay, so an elephant, a. Uh, a tiger and a hyena. <laughs> okay, so for the uh, the T Rex sound with the three non fictional animals they use to layer it yes, tiger, yes, elephant, yes, and no, whatever the third one was that you said, hyena, hyena <laughs> no, no, hyena. There is a third animal that you're missing. Yes, tiger. Yes, elephant. I got what two is- out of three. Right. Uh, you got two out of three. What's the third one? Tiger, elephant, and... Oh, my God. Um, human being. <laughs> oh, that's not no, a bad not guess. Quite. That's not a bad guess. Because, Some guy's uh, computer. Peter Jackson did that. <laughs> CGI. <laughs> Peter Jackson uh, used his wife in uh, The Lord of the Rings for like the, the Night Kings, I think. Or the right, Rings, right. <laughs> okay, so... We're talking about T Rex, right? So we get oh. elephant, tiger. It's actually Not in the card. It says baby, baby elephant, baby elephant, tiger. baby elephant, tiger, and gorilla. Not, not gorilla. No. Can you tell us if? Can you tell us if the animal is is a flying animal, a sea animal, or a... this? This animal is as close to a dinosaur as anything on Earth. A oh. Crocodile. It's an alligator. Alligator, uh, very nice, very nice, very nice, very nice. Tiger, alligator, alligator. and baby elephant are the three sounds. I can't believe I got two create. out of three. <laughs> That's not bad. I, right? At first, I, I looked at you and I was like, "Are you fucking cheating right now?" Like, <laughs> that, that was weird. You're like elephant, tiger. I don't know. That's pretty good. I wasn't right cheating. I was looking at the Celtic score. That's mm. weird. They are still losing. So All right. close though. I'm gonna pull it out. Riddle, riddle me this, DP. 
All right, bring it. In the in the film Top Gun. Mm-hmm. Now yes. I gotta, uh, now I have to say the original Top Gun. Yeah, excellent film. In the original Top Gun, <laughs> what type of jet do the pilots fly? Uh, I think it's an F sixteen, oh right? Or is it an F fourteen Tomcat? Boom, F fourteen yeah. Tomcat. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I wish we had like a jet noise that we go. We yeah. just had one. Beautiful, yeah. spot on. <laughs> Okay, and uh, let's see. Blah, blah, blah. What, did, 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 did. what is the name of the prisoner in the Green Mile who heals the governor's wife? I don't know this. Uh, John. Fuck, what's his name? Uh, John something. Yes, on the first name. I need to reread those books. Like John Candy or something. Mm. First letter, correct? John with a, and then the last name starting with a C. Yeah. That's correct. I know. Big dude named John. I think that's Big uh, John. John something or other. That's John correct. C. It is John C. There you go. You Good guys... enough. I get credit. John C. Riley. <laughs> John C. Riley, yeah, just, yes. You know, funny enough. <laughs> Uh, John Coffee. Coffee, that's it. Oh, yeah, I've got candy coffee. Not bad, you know. not bad. Something All right. Um, what is the largest film industry in the world? Oh, it's got to be Bollywood, right? It absolutely is. Yeah, Bollywood's huge. It produces over 800 Gigantic. movies a year, almost twice as many as Hollywood. Wow. Yeah, this is crazy. That's crazy. The the theater I go to most often plays a ton of Bollywood films. Yeah, yeah, like the neighborhood it's in has got a lot of uh, you know Indian people in that neighborhood. So it's like half the theaters or half the screens are showing Bollywood, and mm-hmm. the other half is you know Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, and, you know whatever else that, is new that week. Our our um our neighborhood is uh has a pretty large minority of Indian people as well. And that our house theater uh, did the same. And mm-hmm. now like that's gone. So uh, it just sucks. So I don't know like what yeah, neither of us are watching. Right. In any case, movie can, nerds and Indian people are shit out of luck. Exactly. Terrible. Can either of you guys tell me which actor started out playing guitar in a rock band called the kids? The kids. No. He's been in the news a lot lately. Uh, maybe Johnny Depp. <laughs> is it really nice? I know His he's name the, is Johnny Depp. The Hollywood vampires now. But, yeah, all right, dude, that yep. fucking Johnny Depp Amber Heard shit is crazy. Oh my god, I can't believe we haven't got into that at all on this podcast. Yeah. But, what the fuck is going on there? Well, maybe we should go ahead and spend a few minutes talking about it because it's right yeah. now the things that I've, I've, I'm not like searching for it, but the things that are coming to me through my algorithm or what have you, mm-hmm. it looks like uh, Amber Heard is making a fool of herself and oh, yeah. Johnny Depp's lawyer is playing her team like a fiddle. Mm-hmm. Like they're just fucked. Yeah, she is a toxic bitch. Yes. Like, it, 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 
she was totally fucking abusive to him, but got away with it because, you know, guys Ble- generally don't ever want to admit that. Like, no guy wants to admit that his fucking wife slash girlfriend is fucking, you know, abusing him, whether it's emotionally or right. physically or whatever. Well, guys I never want to admit it. And that's what she fucking did to him and knew he wouldn't want to admit it. So she used that to her advantage to fuck with him even more. On top of that, it was... I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of that stuff was going on uh, just prior to or during like the Me Too movement. So like if he was to try and come out and say like, hey, my lady is beating me up, everyone mm-hmm. would be like, get the fuck back. Shut the fuck up. Like, yeah, you know, it make him look even worse. Yeah. So, yeah, she knew that for sure. Yeah. She knew that. And... Um, it's it's nuts. The stuff that's coming forward and the, the witnesses that are coming out on the stand or mm-hmm. like a real treat. I'm just glad that we get to see this as right. like the public. <laughs> yeah. It's been very I, strange to I, say the least. I haven't been paying a ton of attention to it, but Nicole has been watching it every day right. and she keeps filling me in on how there's just a craziness going on and yeah. what an absolute piece of garbage Amber Heard is turning yeah. out to be. And I'm glad. I am glad that it, it looks to be that, Johnny Depp is going to get some vindication because he he did get fucked. Mm-hmm. He was oh, yeah. Fucked. He lost out on some fucking movie roles because of big, this big and, ones. Yeah, he got he, uh, he lost millions of dollars because of her. Yes, he did. He uh, he got canceled out of the Pirates of the Caribbean mm-hmm. and that was going on forever, but there was like an end to it, and he got cut out of the end. And yeah. then there was the. Uh, new harry potter series um fantastic beast yeah whatever thing he got cut out of that um and he just looks like shit right now i mean he looks like he's been drinking his head is bloated like alec baldwin you know it's give him a few more drinks he might shoot somebody he's looking very roy munson-ish like exactly (laughs) drinking drinking (laughs) why are you buying so yeah uh, i'm i'm uh, glad to see that he's getting some sort of vindication from this mm-hmm. because it it really is becoming apparent that she is just a, a crazy bitch yeah and she got away with it she was riding a wave of you know since tw isn't here i can say these things she was riding, <laughs> riding a wave of female empowerment right and she and she got away with it but mm-hmm. yeah she's just fucking flat out crazy i think yeah totally and it like and she's even been caught in shit and caught in lies throughout this whole thing and so but Mm. yeah maybe we'll get giant debt back here right you know yeah we'll get him on the podcast in a couple weeks once the trial's over (laughs) i'll uh, reach out to him he'll join us and give us the lowdown on everything that happened happened? so well i have been um the, the little snippets that i have been hearing um some of the shit that Amber Heard's been saying, which I guess is like her ammo as slander. And she's talking about like bowls of cocaine and like these cocktails. And mm-hmm. I just can't help but think of Hunter S. Thompson and fear and loathing and like right. Johnny Depp. <laughs> just that's what he took away from hanging out with Hunter S. Thompson. Now he's just got bowls of cocaine hanging around his house. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> the one line I love at one point, her, 
lawyer asked him about like his drinking and uh asked him about it it's like so you you poured yourself uh some a a, a mega pint of a, wine a mega pint and yeah johnny Depp just looked up at him and goes a mega pint <laughs> what the fuck is a mega pint yeah that's which by the way you can find mega pint t-shirts all over the fucking internet right now nice. yeah <laughs> that same attorney for, so ridiculous the same attorney for amber heard has uh, during all this at one point he has called objection on himself yes like <laughs> i don't know where they found this guy but it's it he is uh, to his own question. Yeah, you know, in this this uh, um, this court or this this whole thing they're doing right now is is uh, something that I th- believe Johnny Depp brought up, and it's uh, for defamation. It's it's defamation that you know it's a, it's a civil case. So, in the grand scheme of mm-hmm. things, civil cases are kind of light, right? But yeah, as far as like a uh, burden of proof and shit exactly. goes. Exactly. Yeah. But we as the public are seeing like a, a lot of some doors are being opened, some curtains are being pushed aside. We're seeing things that I, I'm guessing Amber Heard never wanted the public to see because it was mm-hmm. it, it is just a civil case, which in the normal world is when like a disgruntled wife sues a husband for cheating or some shit and they get their uh, beanie babies back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Amber Heard and Johnny Depp going at it. We get to see it on live TV. Televising it for us. It's fucking yeah. fantastic. Yeah. And these weird ass attorneys and witnesses coming mm-hmm. to it. It's been. I tell you what, Johnny Depp's attorney. Something. After this, that girl is like any case she takes, she's going to get paid a fucking boatload of money that girl she and, is and looking that guy so too. good there's that that weird old guy too that's with him mm-hmm. um yeah his whole team has been stand out yeah they look great so all right uh you go you want to do a couple more trivia questions I've, I've, i do have before a couple, we wrap I ha- up yep i have I want two a couple more, more. Dad, daddy needs to get a couple more right okay all right let's uh go with the gay one and then a gayer one all right sweet daddy will get them both right <laughs> What is Sean Connery's real first name? Uh fuck. I, I didn't know I didn't know this was the thing. I didn't either. Sean. <laughs> no, it's a different name. Uh I mean, I guess when you show I, up to yeah, the, have the fuck hey, Seamus. <laughs> <laughs> Bond. I mean, AJ. he's an Irish guy, right? Yes, he's Scottish. He's Scottish. You got you got your uh, your racism partly correct there. Yeah, <laughs> and I appreciated your your. Uh, I, I've, I'm at a loss for words here, but his name is Thomas, which doesn't really oh, Thomas. All right, All right. Oh, boring. I guess Thomas Connery is. <laughs> You're like boring, very, everybody. Isn't a very billboard name. Ah, uh, all right. One more. Uh, one more. Let's hear it. Uh, here's the gayer one. And right. I should get as this of up. 2018, All About Eve, Titanic, and which other movie 
have been nominated for 14 Academy Awards. So this was... uh, The Lord of the Rings, Return of the King? That's that's a negative. As of 2018, (sighs) these other movies, All About Eve and Titanic, have been nominated for 14 Academy Awards. Which other movie? Let's see. Then 2018, would that have been Parasite? No, Uh, it's negative. That was before... Mad Max Fury Road. No, I wish. That would have been awesome. It's just me and you that like that movie that much. I know, I know. This is a gay one, I'm telling you. This is why it's last. La La Land. That's it. It's that gay. There we go. (laughs) It is La La Land. 2018. I can't believe that movie got fucking so many nominations. Yeah, it wasn't good. Yeah. I didn't watch it, but it wasn't good. I mean, I, I didn't watch it. What? <laughs> you know, I agree with you, AJ. I, too, did not watch it, and I also believe it was not good. But everyone's in love with that, especially in 2018. Damien Chazelle was, like, the guy, so. Well, Whiplash was fucking awesome. Yeah. See, Whiplash, right? That's so Oh, yeah. Good. It's not like it, it was undeserved for him, but, you know, he was, like, the it guy. Did so. TW see La La Land? Did somebody from the movie council see La La Land? I still know. You have seen it, AJ? I've seen it, yeah. Sorry. How heterosexual is that movie? It's what? <laughs> <laughs> Should I answer Metza, <laughs> On a scale of like you Ryan, to me. Ryan, Go- <laughs> yeah, Ryan Gosling's in it and he looks, he looks hot in it. Okay. And they sing a lot, so it's win-win. Dan- and they dance a lot. <laughs> it's mostly dancing. So. All right. Um, I-, I did have another game, but you know what? We're 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 getting up to it, boys. We're yeah, peeking on a couple hours here. So, uh, what do you what do you guys think? You want to wrap it up? Oh. You know what? Before we wrap it up, I do have one last thing, and I totally forgot to get to this at the beginning. Thanks for reminding me, boys. Uh, we we got uh, an email this week. Oh, and I forgot to read it to you. Uh, like I said last week, quickly becoming my he's going to be pissed. Favorite listener, uh, uh, the the young Daniel Sherry did send us another email, and I do like this one. Uh, it says topic idea. Hey guys, have you considered doing a movie draft? Maybe pick five or so genres you need to fill and draft movies uh, from a specific year or decade. Not bad. P.S. Bring back the Rotten Tomatoes game. Nice. So, you know what? Good idea. Daniel, I actually love that idea. I was going to do Rotten Tomatoes game tonight, but... Uh, because there's no TW, like one-on-one Rotten Tomatoes, not as fun as a three-way game. So that, next time Tim is That's here, we will do Rotten Tomatoes. And I, I do know, love I the draft idea. Rotten Tomatoes. I, like this idea of like, uh, it, so there used to be this thing. Uh, yeah, fill me and, you know, on The pandemic understand. ruined it. And it was uh, like this online thing called the Fantasy Movie League. Where like each week you would have uh, like a certain amount of money. So you'd have 500 bucks 
and the movies being released each week were given a certain dollar amount. So like this week, you know, Top Gun Maverick would cost you like 200 bucks. So like you'd have 10 screens to fill. You could do two of them with Top Gun Maverick and then you'd only have a hundred bucks to fill the rest of your screens. This is kind of cool idea, but that was kind of the same thing. Like you got to draft movies to try and fill out what would make the most money in the box office. And there's a really fucking kind of fun game to play. And I think we could tweak and uh, kind of work something like that where we, you know, have to draft, you know, movies and pick certain films to, I don't know, or fill out some type of quota we determined beforehand. So okay. I think I, I love that idea, Danny. Thank you for that. I, I think we're going to use it. In one yeah. way or another, we're, we're, we're going to use the movie draft mm-hmm. idea because uh, we, we talked briefly about something similar to that. And uh, sure. Yeah. So between that and what we talked about before, we're, we're, we're going to definitely bring the, the draft thing to the podcast. So yeah. thank you so much, Danny. I, I, I love hearing, getting emails from me and keep them coming. Good question. Thank you for asking it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, gentlemen. Another great week. This is fun. I, I fucking yeah. love game night like this. I, Me too, I, man. I just love, you know, we don't have to watch a movie. We can just kind of kick back and have fun and yeah. shoot the shit. This is, uh, these are fun episodes to do. So I agree. Yeah, I, I look forward to these. It's, you know, to me, it, it feels a little bit more like the organic kind of original discussions that we used to have because like mm-hmm. the, the tangents that we would go off on um, just because of, said director said actor said you know music or cinematographer it was easy to get distracted and then just kind of go off from there so right instead of having which we still in this episode had a little bit of a structure um Mm -hmm. with doing the trivia and the the guessing game it's easy to um think about the other things that make us think about those things if that makes sense yeah slightly (laughs) (laughs) all right then all right with that uh aj you got anything before we go yeah nothing no yeah clearly you just been watching the Celtics game uh hey that so if you uh you got something for us uh an email like danny and you want to send it to us it can be sent to uh, moviecouncilpod at gmail.com or yep. you can hit us up on social media we can be found at moviecouncilpod and on all the socials and uh, rate and review the podcast wherever you're listening uh, we totally appreciate that and it totally helps out the podcast so and uh, as we've said in the past if you send us an email we will read it and uh, even if you make fun of us we'll read it I mean to a degree to, to a degree but yeah right. you send you us something we'll read it so bring it on so yeah. uh with that uh once again for for marky and for aj and for myself we all say thank you so much for listening we will talk to you again uh next week night night good night love you mom the movie council is adjourned